Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. In this episode, I'm joined by my good friend and my business partner in the Elite Closing Academy, Mr. Matthew Elwell. Welcome to the Empire Builders podcast. Good evening. It's wonderful to be here in the podcast. Good evening. I cannot believe, before we sat down um, and started recording, um, I was like, I'm sure we've done an episode on the podcast before, so what can we talk about that's fresh and new? And you went, actually, I don't think we have done an episode on the podcast before, which I I really struggle to believe. Um, So welcome to the the Empire Builders podcast for the first time. Thank you. Um, So for, for those listening maybe worth just giving them a bit of an idea of like how did in your world and maybe i'll share from my perspective as well how did we come to be in business together and be on a journey together building our empire yeah firstly wonderful question as always Uh, bottom line was i had sold my shares in a family business and was going to have some time off I'd been following you for a few years, uh, probably two or three years, and we were we were like friends from like Ripple Six or Ripple Seven. We got mutual friends, and I knew your granddad by the way before yeah. I knew you, yeah. which was cool. But yeah, I was I was intrigued by what you were doing, and um, I was very sort of interested in how do I transfer my skills from an SME business owner into uh, team training, sales, that kind of stuff. I'm very interested in. Um, you know, business growth, coaching, personal development, all of that kind of stuff. And that was the world you were in. So I'd been following you, basically stalking you from a distance. <laughs> well, and, and what's interesting is obviously that's your perspective um, and your side of the, um, what turned out to be a business partnership from my side. Because as you say, we, we, you know, knew each other um, for a number of years. Um, we kind of have... A number of mutual friends and I think we would always seem to see each other at weddings and like family get-togethers of friends of ours um, and whenever whenever we would meet up and have a quick chat I was always like this guy's really really good at communicating whether it's having a conversation one-on-one or you know I mean you probably won't like me saying this but you're very very good at like telling jokes in a in a group or yeah. like you know doing a, a speech at the end of a dinner or something it's just yeah. a natural skill and i was like this guy is really good at communicating good at speaking i was like and my early thought was to recruit you to be a salesperson in my team um and well it transpired that that wasn't the path um but when you connected with me and recently we actually dug out the message from like summer 2017, um, kind of autumn 2017, I think it was, when you messaged me and said, hey, you know, would be great to meet up uh, and have a beer and chat. Um, and it's crazy when we look back at that message now and that was the first connection, the first communication, which um, I guess prompted what is now you know, a, a, a formidable, as you always say, yeah. business partnership. So, um, yeah, I, and I think, you know, what we did, funnily enough, I had this question in um, 
for one of our mastermind members today who's exploring a business partnership and he was like what advice would you give how would you how would you what checks would you do how would you ensure that the partnership is actually worthwhile pursuing and my answer there's a lot of different parts to it but my answer really was get to know the person first and do some work together um so it might be worth just sharing what the first step of our business journey together was yeah happy to do that and you know just listening to you i think the other thing what was interesting is um i didn't know what a mastermind was i was trapped in another world where I, the retail entrepreneurial world i'd never heard of a mastermind didn't really know what it was and i think i was i was intrigued and what i saw in you was was real structure big thinking going places and i think what's interesting we're both moving towards each other so anybody listening to this podcast one of the most powerful things that we both use to this day is like, who do you know right now that you can move towards that could add something into your, your company, which is, which is interesting. Yeah, and I think you identified me as somebody that you could move towards who's already operating in an industry that you're interested in. I know you'd done a coaching course with actually one of our mutual friends. Um, so it was, an, uh, it was an industry you're interested to get into. And obviously I was on the keen lookout for people with skill in the arena of sales. Um, so like you say, I think always having that that mindset, that thought, that idea of who do I know that could support me, help me on my journey. There was something else that I learned from you, Nick, um, and it's been a constant theme all the way through really, but the, the, the forward thinking, you know, you've got a brilliant business back then, you've got an even better business now, the forward thinking of you to be, even though you were brilliant at sales and even though you were brilliant at creating opportunities and there's nobody better in the business really, you were still looking at who else can I bring in that, that make it even better? Um, what else can I do to make it even better? And that's, you know, to this day, I'm one of the trainers in the mastermind and that's a theme that we always look, anybody listening to this, like if you think you've cracked it, um, you just haven't, and that's one thing that I've definitely learned. Massive lesson from you. One of the many lessons, really. Yeah, and I think um, it, it, it's to a degree... It's you didn't having... have to be look, on the lookout. Yeah, yeah. Well, you say that, and I don't think any of us are ever the finished article, is the truth. And if we think we are, um, then I think what you were saying, Matt, is we, you know, if you think you've got it nailed, if you think everything's perfect, if you think you know you, there's nothing left to learn, then you've already lost. Um, and I knew that there was a gap in my team in particular, um, around sales and closing, um, I didn't realize as much that there was a gap in my own skill set around selling and closing. That became apparent later. But I think what's important is that um, you always demonstrate or, or practice the humility to look for improvements, answers, lessons from other people that have got skills that you haven't. And, and so, as I said, you know, the skill that I observed in you is a great communicator, great storyteller, charismatic, and great at selling and closing, um, which I guess is where our partnership really began to take off. So you did some training with my sales team, um, and within a month, they trebled their performance. Um, and that was really eye-opening for me to, well, frustrating, because it made me realize how much money I'd left <laughs> yeah. on the table in the past. But also, you know, it really opening to, to, to realize that actually I'm not necessarily the best person to train and develop my own sales team. And so bringing you in had massive transformational results. Then, of course, um, 
I let you loose on some of my clients that I felt could benefit from the same and they got stunning results as well. And, and you know, it became clear that we had a good match in terms of values, we were aligned, um, that you possessed a skill set that I didn't necessarily possess. Um, and also, for, for me, actually, the, um, the main reason why um, I wanted to go into business with you and um, from my perspective is that your time, energy, skill enabled me to build my, our empire now together um, faster with less effort because the, the problem that a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs experience is that there's just not enough time in the day and especially when, you know, like in my case, you know, I was running a training business, there was only so many hours a day or days a week that I could deliver training, um, which is probably why I was falling short as a manager of my sales team was that I didn't have the time to manage them. So bringing somebody else in who could train and coach um, and, and serve clients was, um, was a massive shift. Um, and, you know, when I look, look at the last couple of years, um, the growth that our businesses now together have experienced um, could, I don't, I don't think that would have been possible without having somebody else be able to deliver training, deliver coaching, serve our clients. So I guess, you know, getting into the meat of this discussion, this episode, you are without, in my mind, without a doubt, you know, the, certainly the greatest closer I've ever met. But more importantly than that, because there's some great closers. Um, more importantly than that, you're able to teach other people how to do it. And that's that's very rare. And you've got a really good system and process that you can teach people. So maybe just share with, with our audience here on the Empire Builders podcast, what, what are some of the key principles um, when it comes to selling and closing? Let's start off with, because I think it's always the most critical, rather than like tips, let's talk mindset first. Yeah. So like, what are some of the beliefs you have around sales and closing? Yeah, I think the biggest belief that I have is actually in the philosophy that I created, which is called Open With A Close. And that is that when another human being is emotionally attached and has a vision of a result in the future that they're not getting now, when they have that, their mind, their body, their spirit, everything they've got can get them to that point. What's interesting about the human brain is if it doesn't have that vision, it can't get there. So the core of the philosophy that I created, I learned this a long, long time ago when I was a kid, watching lots of other people fail to try and explain why other people should buy their product, yeah. is the, the number one belief that you have to have is that your thing, your product, your service, your information, your expertise is massively, massively, massively going to benefit other human beings. And once you've got that belief, the moment they attach themselves emotionally to the vision of the result they're going to get, then it's to literally work backwards from there. So I think the number one belief is, like, and if you're listening to this, ask yourself the question, like, what results do other people get when they invest time, money and energy in my product or service that they're not getting now? And by not getting them now, what are the problems? And when you have that inner certainty that you're the solution to a problem to another human being or businesses, which are human beings just in brick walls, um, then, then that, that starts inner certainty. If you want to be great at closing, the number one thing you've got to do is close yourself on your product or service or information or experience first. And it has to have, 
either an accelerated result or a solution, for it to be, well, create massive certainty from within you first. The number one thing that I see in unprofessional salespeople is where they're winging it or they're a bit lost or they're just making stuff up. So that's, that's the critical belief you've got to have. Yeah, something I remember um, I was taught many, many years ago is that sales is just a transference of state from one person to another. Um, and I guess what you're saying here is it starts with a state of certainty in yourself about the value of the product or service you're selling. And what I would say is really all you're trying to do through the whole sales process, no matter what technique you're using or phrase you use or question you ask, you're trying to transfer that feeling of certainty from your body to the other person's yeah. body that it's that the product or service is going to solve their pain, their problem, going to get them the result they want. And when that feeling of certainty has been transferred from you to them, they will buy. And of course, absolutely right. And of course, the number one thing you can't do is tell them why you think they should do it yeah. without having ever earned the right. So uh, a second sort of core philosophy around everything that we teach here in the Elite Closing Academy, as you know, is based on selling is asking powerful questions, not telling people yeah. why you think they should do it. And again, look, I'll tell you where I learned that. 17 and a half years old, my first proper sales job was, don't ask me why, was selling ladies' sanitary wear to companies in the city of Birmingham. And See, I was crap at it. Now I have to ask you why. Well, like, why it was an opportunity. <laughs> it was an opportunity. And, and uh, even as a young man, I was like, this is an opportunity. Give it a go. See what happens. And the training was, here's a brochure. Go and knock on 150 doors a day. Uh, now, look, no matter how good a communicator you think I might be, I wasn't communicating very well then. Um, because the only thing I thought to do with sales was to knock on a door and say, hey, are you interested in our... Son no. Bang. Close the door. Um, would you like to, me to explain how these... No. And eventually that gets pretty demoralising. And I worked out very quickly that I needed to ask a question. And my question was, I really need some help. At which point they always say, how can I help you? And I say, who in your organisation is responsible for the health and wellness of your female staff? Now, that's a question and that's how you sell. Because when answered, it, it, it qualifies or disqualifies that there's even somebody in that building that needs remotely, might even need uh, what you do. And that's the starting point. And I think, you know, one of the things that we see here in the Mastermind, in the Elite Closing Academy, when people first come is actually so many people think that selling is explaining um, and having to persuade. And the truth is, it's the opposite. It's to ask and to commit to understanding what result they would need to get for it to be the greatest investment they've ever made. And then as a result of having the problem, like what's going on underneath. And once you become committed to understanding the truth first and not diving in, the, you know, when somebody like shows a scintilla of interest in your product or service and then the salesperson just goes for it and does the big features and benefits pitch and all of that kind of stuff. Like we teach the exact opposite of that. And, and that's once you learn that skill that selling is asking and understanding and deciding whether or not you're a good match. Um, that's the time, you know, that's the time when you really start to get some amazing results because that's the time to stop selling and then start closing. And lastly, you know, to answer directly, um, selling and closing are two totally different skills. And again, once, once people understand what that actually means, then magic happens.
So, um, well, on that note, what is the difference between selling and closing? Yeah, so selling is a commitment to understanding what others need from you, um, to understand, well, we have a system called punt with a queue, like what are the problems? How urgent are the problems? What do they need? Um, how much trust is there between two, two groups of people? Remember, trust works both ways. Um, and what are the measurables? What are the truth? What's un- underlying the answer? Because buyers now have worked out that so many tr- uh, salespeople are, are unskilled, untrained, un- uh, unprofessional, and they go away. You know, when somebody says, like, it's more than I want to spend, and the salesperson turns into a puddle, like, you've got to learn the skills because they're going to say that. Um, buyers have learned they can get rid of you very quickly. So selling is a commitment to understanding what others need and a commitment to qualifying whether or not they need or even qualify as somebody that would get a result with your product or service. That's how you sell. And the selling is hard work so that closing's easy. What I find is that those people that don't have this skill tend to find selling's quite easy. They'll avoid the hard conversations in the hope that we just get you to get get to a closing point and try and talk you into it and then all the problems happen in the close so when you master this the, the formula that that we've created here in the academy what you'll find is the selling bit is committing to understanding find out what people need the, the closing is once you've presented the solution it's to ask a closing question and to close what happens next if you're still having to understand them when your expectation is to close, you're doing something wrong somewhere. And that's the key difference. I think, you know, what you've explained and described is actually the opposite about, uh, it's the opposite to what most kind of old school salespeople do, where, you know, for, for, for most, selling is like telling people why they should buy the product or service. Um, and what you're saying is selling is actually the process of asking questions. And understanding, yeah. And understanding what they need. Well, the, pro- um, the problem is, as, as you know, because you're a, an amazing seller, you're a late closer. The problem is, when you don't ask clients, and remember, clients are human beings. Businesses are human beings. You know, a lead that you didn't get back to is a broken human, somebody that needs or wants what you do. They're waiting for you to call them back. You know, where have you gone, kind of thing. Um, but the, the, the thing is, is that if, if you're having to decide for them without ever asking... You've only got two ways of doing it. You have to use assumption or presumption. Now, what's bad about that is that then you start to use assumption and presumption, even though it may or may not be true, as a badge of truth. And when you're wearing assumption or presumption as a badge of truth, what happens is rigor mortis and fear sets in very quickly. Like you're a dead man or woman walking when you've already decided what the other person's going to say. When you've already decided it's going to be too expensive, having never seen their bank statements. And just because they tell you it's more than they want to spend. So one of the things you have to do is skill yourself up enough so that you're completely... But when you learn this, you're completely free of assumption and presumption. Our job as professional salespeople is to ask and understand and share helpful information and listen. They have one job, and that's to decide which option gets them the best result. That's, that's, that's the difference. So that's selling. Let's talk about closing. What's the difference between the two? Massive certainty. Uh, you've earned the right. It's just like it's just like a passionate kiss. It's exactly the same. And for anybody listening to this, for me it was about eleven and a half stone ago. Your first <laughs> passionate kiss when you were young. 
if both of if you've if you've earned the right and you've had popcorn and you've been out on a little date and you've had a little sort of hold hands and you get a nice little chemistry and you're showing your age now, mate. <laughs> this is that's old school dating. Old school dating. There'll be some youngsters listening to this and go, not once have I ever had to do popcorn and hold hands. But there's, um, but there's, I get it. There's a serious side to this though because the emotions that go on inside when you're just about to have an intimate moment with somebody that you like, there's chemistry. Uh, closing is exactly the same. It is emotional. Eighty percent. Going is, for it. It's having. Yeah. It's that moment where you go. Do I lean in? Yeah. Or do I bottle it? Am I, you know, or do I? Am I fearing that they're going to pull away? That they're going to say no? That I'm going to experience rejection? It, you're right. It is that same emotion, that same feeling, and I guess um, it's getting comfortable with that uncertainty. Well, it's realising that the uncertainty is actually certainty. It's, it's realising that when you've earned the right, that, that, that to push into a closing question without pushing is to ask a closing question, um, that that creates massive certainty. Ask the closing question, having earned the right to do so, and stop speaking. That, that's the powerful moment. And actually, whatever happens next is the power of closing. And, um, you know, so many people get that bit wrong. Yeah, I mean, this just makes me think of, and I know we're using the kissing analogy, and I should be careful <laughs> with this as a reference, but, like, if you just walked up to somebody in the street and tried to kiss them... Wouldn't feel good. Well, that's an, that's an understatement. You'd be arrested. It's harassment. It's not okay. And I think that's how some people feel when they're being sold to. Yeah. Because the person making the sale hasn't earned the right to ask for the clothes. It's like going up to somebody in the street and kissing them. You haven't earned the right. You haven't built enough rapport. You haven't got to the stage where that person wants to buy or wants to be kissed or kiss you. There's got to be so, a serious attraction yeah, to, to just get a random snog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never really thought about it in these terms, but it is the, the parallels are. Yeah, and I think, I think look, you know, um, one of the things that, that, that we're talking about here is you think about the passionate snog where both people are committed and and nobody teaches you this stuff you just know and the great thing about it being elite at closing is there's a formula to get you to the point and there's a process to get you to the point and them to the point where you both earn the right and then to move into a closing situation with massive certainty having followed the steps having earned the right having really understood them uh, you know who the decision maker is. You know what pains you're going to overcome because they've shared it with you. They've told you. Uh, you've found out how urgent it is. You've done all of the hard work pre-close. And that, um, you see, in the expert space, which you just are amazing in what you do for people in the expert space and this, you know, what the mastermind does, the whole company, it's amazing because it teaches direct skills like this that you need to grow companies in the expert space. And the thing is, so many people in the expert space, with, from a place of love, they know they can serve other people. So we want to explain it all and tell people what we do. But the, the problem is, when you're explaining, you're losing. And what happens is, if you're trying to serve, sell and close all in one go, it feels like somebody who's trying to snog your face off without having done the right. It doesn't feel right. And you generally sort of push them away. Now, it doesn't mean to say you don't like them. You might quite like the look of them. Like, hey, look, you know, maybe later, but let's, let's talk for a bit. And that's exactly, it's the same analogy. So um, one of the things that I think is a good opportunity to talk about very brief, briefly, if we've got time, 
is actually having what we call a caterpillar eggs a beautiful butterfly sales process so ha- ask yourself this question if you're listening to the podcast think about what happens at the end when you work with somebody so for me um in my academy it's they're an academy member and they learn the formula to become elite at closing so think about like what's the end result and then ask yourself the question um what are the steps going back from the end result that would need to happen for both parties to close each other and be right for each other effortlessly and what we tend to find don't we nick is that it's sort of at least five six seven contact points yeah. minimum really to to earn that right and i think if you're listening to this um think about the amount of contact points if you were to close yourself or do business with yourself like what steps would you need to take to know like and trust someone enough or yourself enough to actually be closed and become a client it's a, it's a powerful question yeah yeah and i think having that process to follow <clears throat> is definitely one of the things that people um fall down because they don't have so let's say for argument's sake they have the first conversation with somebody who might be interested in purchasing their products or service they don't have a process no. so they go i don't really know at what point i should tell them the price i don't really know at what point i should be asking for the sale i'm just kind of winging it and i certainly did not have a process before you and i met um and really you have to be quite lucky to get sales without a process to follow and so i think having if you might might be useful for our our listeners to just outline what that process looks like and you call it from a caterpillar egg to beautiful butterfly which is like you know the the stages um of course you know that's a nature reference which we know you like (laughs) you do like a nature reference yeah um but i do think it's actually a really um useful metaphor in um in explaining the journey well the reason why i use the caterpillar to beautiful butterfly is because actually um we all want the beautiful butterfly situation so our clients a great client is somebody who goes out is being really successful using your product or service or experience or thing and pollinates the world tells other people you know a, a great business is looking for a win for your client a win for you and a win for the universe so we all want the caterpillar to beautiful butterfly what happens to get to a beautiful butterfly can often and for a caterpillar it's very very painful and can be a painful journey and and things need to happen along the stages of that journey before it's ready by the way um halfway through it actually eats itself from the inside out which can't be nice and um, but it saves five little discs that enable it to be a, a beautiful butterfly so think about that metaphor there are certain things that clients don't have that they need and that's your product or service to go on and become a, a successful client and 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 having that journey is critical so look bottom line is this um number one thing that has to happen is a qualification at the front end so before somebody comes into a pipeline they have to be qualified open with the closed philosophy and attached to wanting or needing the end result that they're not getting now so in my case the elite closing academy which you and i own together the number one thing everybody wants from me is to be elite at closing that's what they want so that they can close more sales so they have to have qualified in some way to be interested in that first and foremost once that's happened to be clear yeah what that means is they have to have taken some kind of action yes. or said something to put their hand in the air metaphorically speaking and say 
yes, I'm actually interested in closing more sales, in learning about mm. sales and closing more sales. And, and only then do they, are they then in our world qualified yeah. to move to the next step in the journey. Yeah, because otherwise we'd have the kissing, like running across the street and just snogging someone's face off. But that's the same thing. It's not a qualified approach. And this is what I say. When you learn the Elite Closing Academy formula, because it's based uh, on, on qualification, the moment somebody enters into your pipeline, the little egg becomes the caterpillar. Then the, the skill is to move them along the pipeline, but not take them from egg to um, a beautiful butterfly straight away, because that journey can take time. Um, so I think that makes a bit of sense. And look, there's, there's four types of lead once they're qualified. Somebody that you don't know anything about, cold. Uh, somebody that's like taken some action and they've become a prospect and you need to probably find out more. Um, and then that's kind of a point where you have to decide. Like, once you've got the information, the sale's over, you have to decide if they're a good match, which product or service you've got that gets them the result to go on to be the, the butterfly. And that's the time to stop selling and present a written proposal. And everything changes from that moment. Um, because they either become a warm prospect or what we class as a hot qualified lead, which is somebody who is ready to make a purchase. Yeah, so, so let's actually um, use a real world example that people relate to. Yeah. So as you were saying, you know, they go from cold, you don't really have any information about them, mm. to becoming a prospect mm. and then a warm prospect and then a hot qualified lead. Um, let's use the example of purchasing a car from a dealership what would be the examples of those stages in the process yeah it's a really good question so um f well firstly think about purchasing a car number one um you do a lot of research online yeah. um you 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 don't want to walk into a car show. like let's talk about um if you were going to go and buy like a top of a range bentley you know I don't know, they start at three, four, up 500,000, a lot of money, right? Um, they've, always, they've already positioned that fee before you get there. It's in their written word, it's in their advertising, it's, it's already positioned. Yeah, you're not going to walk into a Bentley dealership with or, or a high-end dealership, yeah. for, for that matter, with the I'm not sure I can afford it mentality yeah. or expecting that you're going to be able to get a car for 30 or 40 grand. Exactly. It's not. So what you do is you put your ducks in a row already. So... Like you're not walking into a Bentley to buy one, to buy one, and, and you haven't raised. Oh, I'll ring me in a week, and I'll see if I can raise the finance. It doesn't work like that. So the first thing is, by the time you get to the showroom, pretty much every time you've already got past a written proposal stage because you'll have seen the fees. Yeah. So you become a warm prospect, and, and the reason why it's a warm prospect and not a hot qualified lead, most people might think somebody walking into a showroom is absolutely burning hot. They're not because you haven't actually spoke to them yet. You don't understand them. You haven't asked them any questions. Now, they may have a real great feel for the fees and they may have all the finance in place. They're still a human being and you still... See, if you just treat them with disdain and go, right, like, which one you have in? Uh, and don't ask them any questions at all, like without earning the right to ask a closing question, you're going to find, you're going to find some problems. So um, it's okay to use at this stage a sort of test close. Hey, uh, thanks for coming in which one of the range are you considering or something nice and soft? So it's like a test closing question. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, again, you know, we've joked and experienced bad <laughs> car yeah, salespeople right. over the years who, you know, I mean, just tell you lots of information. Yeah. Um, 
rather than asking great questions and, and a lot of the time sharing information that's not that important to me when it comes to making my buying decision. And they use, uh, they do a lot of their selling on sort of through a website online, positioning the fees, etc. When you get there, look, what's the number one thing that screws up a car deal virtually every single time is the salesperson. Mm-hmm. So you're already there, you want to buy, you're a committed buyer, and all of a sudden you get hit with this, hey, so uh, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to sell you anything, do you need any help, what about this, or whatever, and it just straight away puts you into fear, uh, years and years of like hard sales and persuasion, like you're already committed, and, and this is where having a skill set really counts, and I think this is where operating on a human-to-human level, and treating the other party with some just standard Respect asking some inquisitive questions, looking to understand, committing to finding out what they need a car for and what their strongest reason is. And that's, that's the skill to selling, really. Yeah, it's, it's questions. It's asking great questions. And, um, and by the way, we, we could run this episode for hours talking about great questions. It's a passion about it, isn't what, it? Yeah, what, what I'd suggest is um, anyone that's listening to this episode and would like to learn more about Matt's philosophy... Um, when it comes to selling and closing, and um, there's a whole training about how to craft world-class questions that feel good, do not put the person who's being asked a question into fear or doubt or any of those emotions you want to avoid. And by the way, if any of this resonated with you when we talk about, you know, going into a car showroom and it's a bit awkward and uncomfortable and the salesperson's telling you stuff that you're not really interested in, you know, if you've either experienced that or on the flip side, when you're having a sales conversation with a potential client or potential customer, you feel uncomfortable and don't really know what to say, I'd highly recommend that you get a copy of Matt's book. It's called Open With A Close. You can actually buy it through Matt's website, which is eliteclosingacademy.com. I'm going to get our team to put the link in the show notes for you here on the podcast. When you get to EliteClosingAcademy.com, I think you can scroll down, um, not very far, it's fairly near the top of the page, and click on a button where you can get a free copy of Matt's book. All you've got to do is pay a couple of quid for postage and packaging, and we'll get it sent out to you. And inside that book is, um, and hopefully you feel like this, this short podcast episode has been valued, but inside that book, there is in-depth training on pretty much everything that Matt covers in his elite closing formula. Um, the, the information in that book really does have the potential to transform your relationship with the sales process, your business, and your life in general. So I'd highly recommend you get over to eliteclosingacademy.com. Links in the show notes. Get a free copy of Open With A Close. Matt, final thoughts before we wrap up this latest episode of the Empire Builders podcast? Yeah, final thoughts. Uh, very much around um, a question for everybody on the podcast is, you know, as we move out of COVID season, one of the number one things that we need to do as entrepreneurs, as experts, as business owners, is to create wealth, not just financial wealth, because our businesses are designed to make money and and make a difference uh, financially. But also, um, when you learn this skill, you can make a difference to other people's lives. And I think that the number one thing about being elite at closing is it, 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 it gives you the opportunity to get your expert business ahead of the game straight away because it's based around human-to-human interaction 
And I'm convinced that it's this skill over the next few months, years, on top of having an amazing strategy in your business, which look ultimately is what is what happens in this building, um, in the mastermind, is that once you've got the strategy that you need to grow, then the number one skill that you must have is the ability to serve, sell and close. So my advice is um, work with all the people that already know you, work with everybody that, like you, when you learn this, you don't have to keep constantly creating new content and keep constantly creating new leads. Become a lead at closing and close everybody that already needs you, that you already know, and give yourself the best chance to, to move through over the next few weeks and months and grow your business and, and make a difference. So my like, question is, who do you know right now that you can move towards and ask a closing question to? It's a great question. Who do you know right now that you could move towards and ask a closing question to? Might be worth taking 10 seconds, 20 seconds, give that question some real thought, maybe write down some names. If you're listening to this while you're driving, I don't recommend you write down names. If you're out running, it might be difficult, but as soon as you're in a place where you can write down or make notes, write down some names and reach out to those people and start the conversation, start the process. Let me give you the words as well. Like, Don't try this, just do this. Um, it, it sounds something like, uh, hey, I've been thinking about you. Uh, the reason for my call is quite simply, the last time we spoke, I feel like we were a great match and I probably didn't serve you as well as I should have done. So here I am, like what would need to happen for us two to do some business together and stop speaking and see what happens? See, I mean, it it's, <laughs> sounds effortless. And of course, the reason it sounds effortless is because you have probably said those words hundreds more thousands yeah, of times at least um and so i guess my invitation to you listening to this episode of the podcast is take what matt's just said you probably want to use that little button and go back yeah. 15 <laughs> or 30 seconds um and, and listen to that again and again and really get that get that uh those questions that those words into your neurology make notes write them down and and practice them because the more times you say these words the more effortless the more um uh, the more seamless, the more natural they become. So, um, Matt, thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Empire Builders podcast. Make sure you get over to EliteClosingAcademy.com get a copy of Matt's best-selling book, Open With The Close. Get a free copy. All you've got to do is pay a couple of quid for postage, and I think you'll find the lessons, the information in that book to be life-changing, transformational to your business and your financial situation. So uh, go and check it out. Final thing for me, really, just to say, um, not only thanks for being here on the podcast, Matt, this evening, but thanks for your friendship, your partnership. I I really um, cherish our relationship, and um, it's been, yeah, it's been a very, um, well, it's, it's been an unbelievable few years that we've had in business. I mean, who could have foreseen the events of the last 12, 18 months, but, you know, when I, when I reflect, um, I think the skill set that you brought to the table, that you brought to me in 2017, um, has been significant in us not only surviving, but actually thriving and, and uh, being in an even better position as uh, a group of businesses. Here we are at the back end of this pandemic than we were even before. So, um, yeah, really grateful for your friendship and Thanks your for having me. support. And, Thank um, you. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Take care and we will see you very soon.
Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember, till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.